At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is uncanny usa he says somebody's in the house and i screamed listen to uncanny usa wherever you get your bbc podcasts if you dare getting ready to take on spring make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools from hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more. Right now, you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste, or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products, because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Welcome back in. It is V-CIN Bet Center, our final hour on a Saturday night from downtown Las Vegas. Thanks so much for hanging out with us, spending your evening. Us, Jeff Harles, alongside. I'm Ben Wilson, Jason Connor, outstanding producer, Andrew Ingold, Nick Wells, Brad Cross. The whole gang is here at the Circus Sportsbook Studios in downtown Las Vegas. Still a number of NFL games to get to as we take it through the full week three NFL slate. We've already done fade or follow, Jeff. I know that's our favorite segment, the Circa Millions consensus lines. We still have a number of games still to get to, including a very interesting game in Cleveland where we'll see a highly anticipated first start for a rookie, Justin Fields. Gets the call as Andy Dalton has already been ruled out for this game. And so many betters were, were clamoring for this, Jeff. They wanted to see it. Finally, we get it now. Justin Fields on the road. It's an interesting spot to be in, though, for your first NFL start. You've seen how the betting has, has seen this number move right around the key number basically all week of seven. I'm seeing a lot of seven and a halfs right now in the Nevada markets with some juice to the bear side if you wanted to grab the hook at seven and a half. This is, as we know, in that... Seven range, it's in teaser categories, potential survivor as well for the Browns at home. Jeff, what do you think about Fields? Is he, is he the man, at least in this spot, to deliver for the Bears and underdog backers? No. Not no. this week. Not this week. No. All right. Long ter- okay. Long-term, Justin Fields is going to be the answer in Chicago. There's no doubt about that in my mind. I think he's going to be the best quarterback out of this draft. Long-term. What we saw from Justin Fields last week was really alarming, at least for the short term, because that is a bad defense he went against in Cincinnati. And throwing the ball, he looked completely uncomfortable. Running the ball, he looked fine. And he left the pocket a few times mm-hmm. too many. And I understand that Bear offensive line is a disaster. But Fields looked really mediocre in his first action. And look, it's a little bit different. You're preparing as a starter now. The problem is this is not a great matchup. Because even with the Browns' injury issues, Cleveland, once Tyrod went out of the game last week, was able to do whatever they wanted against a bad offensive line. And I know Fields is mobile, a lot more mobile than Davis Mills, as we learned on Thursday night, uh, even though we already knew that. I expect Cleveland's defense to be able to slow Chicago's offense down. I don't think Chicago's going to be able to score enough to stay in this game. Now, you look at this for Cleveland, their run game is great. Baker's been okay so far. He's really good in the for the first two and a half quarters against Kansas City, fell off. He was okay last week against Houston. He did nothing to to make Cleveland really be in jeopardy even in that in that game, even though they were losing uh in the first half and it got down to minus three in game at one point. I like the Browns to win this game by at least two touchdowns. I, I think they're gonna be able to do whatever they want offensively. They're gonna run the ball like they usually do. They have that great offensive line, a great run game with Chubb and Hunt. 
and I, I think Fields is going to struggle and turn this ball over a bunch. So I, know I like I like Cleveland. You and I were both watching that game very closely last week. My yeah. favorite bet of the week was we, Bears. We had, Bears, we had, Bears we had contest minus, plays uh, on the Bears last con- week. Contest plays had the Bears in a parlay, a money line parlay last week, and watching Justin Fields. So if, if just to kind of do the deep dive here on his his actual uh, performance, Jeff comes into that game for Andy Dalton after he turns the ankle. Turnover on downs, which he took over mid-series, got stuffed on that sneak fourth and one. Turnover on downs, punt, punt, field goal, which was only a 29-yard drive after a Cincinnati fumble. Punt, field goal, which is a three and out after one of Joe Burrow's three consecutive interceptions. Interception, which set up Cincinnati to get within three, and then he had the 39 run to end the game. It was basically, of what, eight drives, he had one clutch third and nine run to seal the game. One, like, half drive. It was, I think, a seven-play, 29-yard drive to get them into field goal range. That was it. There was not much else that you, that you really could take away positively from fields. And I get that the offensive line issues are there. But while Cleveland defensively has not been great so far, and, and they've had one of the lower pressure rates in the NFL, it's not like you just magically, with a bad offensive line, suddenly have all day in the world to throw the football. And we, we see, too, with the play calling, and this was an issue we both talked about coming into week one, Jeff, with Matt Nagy retaking play calling duties as the head coach, taking over for offensive coordinator Bill Lazor, I get it from his perspective not wanting to push the ball down the field because he knows his personnel. But it is not an advantageous prospect to set your quarterbacks up when you are last in the NFL and your percentage of pass plays 15 or more yards down the field. When you just go dink and dunk all over the place, it's put them in a one-dimensional spot, which is why it's been actually pretty impressive that the run game with David Montgomery has looked so good through two weeks. I just think in a spot like this for Cleveland, who it, it, as much as it's hard to find a dead spot for a team making a home opener, I did just feel like watching that game. Cleveland was pretty disinterested, in, in all honesty, and, yeah. and had, to be, had to get woken up and up with the Tyrod couple of touchdowns for Houston early in that game. I don't know that I really want to lay the seven or the seven and a half, Jeff. This is a teasable game, though, for me. I still want to, we'll talk about our survivor strategy later. I want to save Cleveland for, in survivor. I'm not going to play them there, but I did tease them. We talked about the Rams earlier. I tease Cleveland down to one, tease the Rams up to seven and a half. That's my favorite play yeah, of like anything it. this week. Like it, like it a whole lot. I, I don't see how Cleveland loses this game. But they not covered a seven. Of course they could because uh, at the end of the game, if it's within uh, within backdoor territory, Cleveland's defense goes soft. Yeah, absolutely, you can see a scenario where Chicago gets in the backdoor, just a big number in the NFL. Whole and when we focus so much on the Bears offense versus Cleveland defense matchup, and and rightly so, but. Still, the Browns through two weeks, number one in the NFL in their early down efficiency, big uh, big indicator of overall success for offenses. Mm-hmm. So, like to me, it's not like the Bears' defense has been great by any means. It was they took advantage of a horrific Cincinnati Bengals offensive line, and you if, you got to tell too, like these are somewhat correlated plays. Jeff, you and I are both really unimpressed with Cincinnati as a team, and so as a result, we're we're I think downgrading a little bit and and not wanting to overreact to that Bears win from uh, from week two. I will say, though, on, from the, the uh, Chicago perspective, you're looking at a Cleveland defense that has had 8.7 yards per attempt allowed for opposing quarterbacks. That's not very good. Only blitzing at a 23% rate. Only three sacks, which is, I think, fifth last in the NFL. So, theoretically, from the matchup, there should be spots. Like, if this was in, say, week nine, and it was Cleveland at Chicago, Jeff, and the line would have obviously been more like, uh, you know, Chicago plus two and a half or three, that actually might be a spot where I would like Chicago. It's just, don't you think, just the way this comes up in the schedule and the fact that it is the first start, that it makes it so unpalatable to actually take? Well, look, the Bears, if if I was doing this from the perspective of the Bears, and look, I, I think Matt Nagy was probably going to be ready to let Andy Dalton play the whole season and point to what happened in Kansas City as the reason to. One difference, Alex Smith was actually good that year, and Andy Dalton has been mediocre for years. Just looking at it, next week would have been the the good spot at home. Detroit, Detroit at home, great spot to give the rookie his first career start. This is just a tough spot. I mean, you're playing a team that you and I think are going to be in the Super Bowl this year. So it just look bad spot for Fields to make his first start. The Browns also too. I think last week's non-cover and lackadaisical effort against Houston is going to spur a bigger effort from Cleveland this week. Uh, and again, at seven, I really liked it. With the hook, it gets a little more difficult mm-hmm. to lay. 
But at seven, there is still some seven minus 115 out there. I still think that's good, Ben. I, I tend to agree. And even with Jarvis Landry hitting the IR this week, Odell, Odell Beckham back. is back. So you swap out one for another on, on the wide receiver front. Uh, you can make the case Landry maybe a better option at this point. But uh, still, at least Cleveland will have some fortification with their uh, their top wide receiver target. Uh, before we hit a break, let's hit this game somewhat yep. quickly because it's, uh, I know, one that we are both staying away from, largely due to the fact that there are a number of injury implications in this game which make it very difficult to handicap, and that is the AFC South Divisional matchup between Indianapolis and Tennessee, which, uh, interestingly, Jeff, just saw a, a bet come in at Circa right behind us. This is market-wide, Tennessee minus 5.5. Basically everywhere, I'm now seeing 4.5 behind us at Circa with Carson Wentz yet to be ruled in or out of this game, questionable with the rarely seen double ankle sprain. Sprains on, yes, both of his ankles. So he's set to potentially play. If not, there's a number of directions this could go, Jeff. We could see Jacob Eason. We could get the Brett Hundley experiment, which God help us all if, if that happens at quarterback. And uh, you, look, but you have a, a Tennessee team coming off an incredibly emotional come-from-behind win. They win in overtime in Seattle in Week 2. Normally, if, if Wentz was healthy and all things being equal, you would probably make this line in the uh, Tennessee, four. I would say three and a half to four. Four, yeah, if we, we knew Wentz was Having healthy. to pay the premium right now is a better. Having to pay the extra point to point and a half with the quarterback uncertainty, is there really value to doing that? Or wouldn't, wouldn't you just rather wait at this point? Is I it would, better? I, I would wait. The road team has been the better team in this series, regardless of who's on the road. I, I just very odd series uh, over the last three, four years. Uh, so, look, I would only <laughs> – got to stay off. I would only bet Indianapolis at five and a half if Wentz is in there. At four and a half, I don't really want it, even though there's really no difference between five and a half and four and a half with how rare a game can land on five. So now we saw it week one. Yeah. Jets, uh, Jets, Land Panthers. five, get us the push in the Super Contest, baby. But, no, uh, look, uh, uh, look uh, I, I, I'm going to stay off. And, 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 look, it's just very odd to say in week three. But – they got to have a game for Indianapolis because this is the beginning of a five, of a three-game road trip. They go to Miami next week. They go to Baltimore after that. You lose here, you're 0-5. It could be very hard to make a, make a legitimate comeback from being 0-5. No, I, and even though they have the second easiest strength of schedule, Jeff, from week six onwards, you, you build yourself or dig yourself that deep of a hole. It, it, no matter how easy the schedule gets, it's going to be extremely difficult and I'll say this, too, as somebody who, as we talked about last week, I had the Titans in, in my contest picks. I was beside wow. myself watching that game. I, I felt completely on the wrong side. Tennessee looked, again, completely unprepared. Mike Vrabel was making terrible decisions all over the place as a head coach, trying to kick a field goal in that spot down by eight with seven minutes left with a bad kicker anyway. They got bailed out, I felt like, in that game, and we'll obviously get to Seattle here in, in a little bit in that Seattle-Minnesota matchup. I'm still not really sold on Tennessee, and it's not like for as bad of an offensive line as Indianapolis has had, it has shown so far. It's not like Tennessee. If there's a matchup you want to face if you're a bad O-line, it's probably Tennessee, right, Jeff? I don't know if there's another one that, that gives you, you know, more pause. So it's a stay away for me. If anything, I think I would lean with you. Probably take the point. Big time rushing game for both sides here, Ben. That's my big, big take, take for here. Big take. Well, you know Derrick Henry, the rushing props, those will be heavily bet as well. We'll see if he... <laughs> goes over his once again on the other side more games to preview we'll give you our best bets as well survivor strategy that's all coming up here in our final hour of decent bet center at bed 365 we don't do ordinary we believe that every sport should be epic every home run every hit every inning every play from the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? 
Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Indeed helps find great hires fast. Indeed is your all-in-one platform for interviewing, screening, and hiring high-quality people. Visit Indeed.com. Flash credit. We're back. Final hour of VSIN Bet Center. A fun night tonight. A lot of college football action with Jeff Parles. I know you've been sweating out a number of interesting results. I'm Ben Wilson. We have a couple interesting late night results going on right now. USC, the 10 or 11 point favorites at home against Oregon State. Down, Jeff. 21 14, yeah. end of the first half uh, with UC, USC. They do have the ball. 30 seconds left, trying to get some points before halftime. Look, Oregon State's offense is good. It's completely opposite of what we would have expected once Smith got there uh, as their head coach. But look, Jonathan Smith knows what he's doing. He's a good head coach. Team plays hard. Offense is pretty good. This is so far we're on a well over pace here, Ben, in this one. And and uh, look, the Trojans uh, again last week dominated Utah State after falling down two touchdowns. Oregon State's a different animal than Wazoo. Wazoo's bad. Oregon State is a legitimate bowl team this year. That's really the significant. Uh... So far, notable storyline from these late games. Keaton Slovis threw a terrible pick to start the game. Has been all right since 11-19, 118 yards. Does find a man inbounds inside the 40. So, love a chance to look for a field goal. And with that pass, live wagering suspended. It was, I'm seeing right now, actually, Oregon State minus one and a half for the game. Again, remember, they were catching 10 or 11, depending on uh, on where you looked pregame. So, we'll keep you up to date on that game. But still, a number of our NFL Week 3 previews to get to before we wrap up the show. Hand the baton off to... Greg Peterson for the uh, Greg Peterson experience that we are uh, always blessed to have in studio. Uh, 10 to 1 Pacific time, 1 to 4 a.m. on the East Coast here tonight leading into your Sunday of NFL action. And, uh, Jeff, let's go to the East Coast for our next couple of previews. Interesting game here that I have not – I think part of this, too, has been injury-related, but a a lot of people seem to be shying away from this game, at least in the general market. Not a whole lot of movement in Saints-Patriots. Been right around your key number of three most of the week with the Patriots favored. I think part of this reason, this reasoning, Jeff, has to be not a lot of people were all that impressed with what they saw out of New England, despite the destruction of the Jets in Week 2, which I realize on the surface is kind of weird to say, but it was more an issue of Zach Wilson doing himself in than anything else. Patriots still really struggled offensively in that game. And as well, we aren't really sure what to make of a Saints team that went from as good as you could possibly look in week one to as bad as it is humanly possible to look in week two. So what do you make first of the of the Saints after two teams that looked as Jekyll and Hyde as it, as it can uh, possibly get in this league? I have no idea. You just throw up the hands? I All have right, no idea good. what to make of them. That's the big problem. Look, <laughs> James Winston really has been okay at best between these two games. I know he threw five touchdowns in the first game, but he didn't really do much. They were all... 100, 148 yards. Under 150. Yeah. And one of those was a 55-yard pet touchdown. It was a bizarre line. And then last week, he was terrible against Carolina. Who, by the way, Carolina's defense just might be really good, especially at a front seven, uh, led by uh, by Burns and, and mm-hmm. Jack Thompson. I'm not buying the Mac Jones gushing that we've seen. He was adequate. He was solid against Miami. He was adequate against the Jets. He didn't. He averaged four, four and a half yards an attempt against the Jets. He just didn't turn the ball over. It was one of those where Zach Wilson was so bad against New England's defense with the four interceptions that all Mac Jones, if Mac Jones could have taken a knee the entire second half and New England still would have won that game. The Jets weren't doing anything uh, offensively in that one. I look at that total and think that even though it was a low total, I think that total's too high. I don't. I, it's kind of like the Jet-Patriot game last week. How are we getting the 43 here? Because New Orleans' defense is good. They had their struggles last week, but they still made some plays to hold Carolina. 
to 26 when that very easily could have been 42. And New England's defense is still really good, especially against average quarterbacks. Week one, Miami didn't deserve to win that game. New England fumbled that game away, and New England's defense played well enough to win that game. And then last week, obviously, they were great against Wilson, who was a misery last week in week two. So I like this game under. That's the the angle I look at. I look at the total where these defenses are going to both play well yet again, and I'm not sure how either team gets more than, like, New England did last week, 25. Somewhere in the 24 to 27 range, that's the high end um, here. And look, if someone scores 27, you're probably going to be in a little bit of trouble, but I, I don't see how we get to 43. I really don't, Ben. It's been bet down as well. You saw that number of DraftKings. That's the highest number in the market, 42 and a half everywhere yeah. in Nevada. That's right. And you've seen one book at the South Point where other studio is. The Patriots down to minus two and a half uh, favorites. This feels to me like Patriots by three, and I'm with you. Uh, the no other, play on the, the side. The other, uh, no play on the side. The issue, too, on the O-line, Trent Brown questionable the right tackle. We saw, for, it, look, we'll get to the Jets here in a little bit, at one of the games we have not talked about yet, but the O-line for New England was, was unexpectedly bad as well Jets last defense week. defense played fine last Yassir week. Yasir Durant, uh, who you, we both covered at the University covered, of Missouri, yes. he was benched last week, gave up three sacks, yeah. and uh, Mac Jones, it, it seems like they are... Feels like an offense with the training wheel still on, and so for as much of the gusto and the hype as we heard, it very much looks and has the feel of a rookie quarterback that Bill Belichick does not want to put in any position to hurt his team, and you respect him for that. Mm-hmm. So I do look. I, I could see 24-21 beating you on that total. That's, I'm going to stay away on, yeah. on the total. I could easily see that. It's pretty. This is not a controversial statement to make. I think the Saints are somewhere in between <laughs> what we saw. Not as bad as we saw last week, which was just abhorrent. And if you go back and watch that game, I mean, it was, it was as disaster. much of a whitewashing as you could ask for. 26-7 didn't really uh, do justice to how much of a beatdown that was on the Carolina side. So certainly better than that. Certainly not as good as they were week one in the 38-3 win. So a stay away for me there. One main injury on the New Orleans side, Eric McCoy, the starting center. Uh, he will be out. But I should point out, they do get Marshawn Lattimore and C.J. Gardner-Johnson back. And uh, in, in the secondary, at least, Jeff, a big reason for the struggles last week. Uh, Paulson Adebo allowed nine catches and a touchdown on 11 targets. So especially you factor in what we just talked about and some of the issues on Mac Jones' side, I think it will make life a little bit tougher on him. So if you do like the under, that's at least one thing uh, helping your cause in that game. There's another game, too, on the East Coast that has seen the favorite go from a three-point edge down to minus two and a half at a number of shops. And that's maybe, maybe the ugliest game on the board, Jeff. The Atlanta Falcons... Source of a tough luck loss for Jeff on his uh, three-team seven-point teaser. That plus didn't 19 matter. Didn't matter. No, I, I know. lost. We're good. It's a better story, it's though. Okay. It's a better story yes, to go with. Yes, if I lost on two pick sixes, yes. Going with that. Uh, they have gone down now to uh, just two-and-a-half-point underdogs in a lot of spots Why? against the New York what? Giants. I am seeing Who wants a bet on Atlanta two-and-a-half at South Point, Circa, Who and uh, the rest of the books are three even money, basically. Who so, wants uh, to bet on this team? I Look, I understand the Giants stink. I understand that. Daniel yeah. Jones is a turnover machine. I understand that. But if we watch the Falcons the first two weeks of the season here, where Atlanta in week one against it, look, Philadelphia's defense might be a lot better than I thought they were going to be going into the season. They've looked pretty darn good the first two weeks. But that did not look like an NFL offense in week one. When you have the best rookie tight end going into the season that we can remember, and a legitimate number one wide receiver in Ridley, and Matt Ryan, who should not be completely washed, and he scores six points and look barely like an NFL team week one. And then last week, they got it to three and then just melted, completely melted once that game got to three. And look, I, as much as the Giants are a bad team, that defense is not as poor as it showed last week in Washington. And... Dan, they may have found something with that outside option run with Daniel Jones, which Washington couldn't stop. Washington's defense is better than Atlanta's defense, even with the problems Washington has had early in the season. I don't get it. I Be my guest if you want to bet Atlanta. If this thing, I'm not going to bet it because I don't want to have to suffer through watching this game in its entirety, Ben. This is but, not making the uh, the, but, the seven eight but, but, game box but I watch tomorrow. Look, look, if you're betting Atlanta here and they lose this game by two touchdowns, you kind of asked for it. I'm sorry. You kind of asked for it if Atlanta doesn't get you to cover. And if Atlanta wins, you know what? You had, uh, you, 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 you had a lot more fortitude than I than I have. Well, look, we get the matchup of the week here. The If you go on the PFF grades, 32nd ranked 
defensive line of Atlanta against the 31st ranked offensive line, at least pass blocking of the New York Giants. So (laughs) the old immovable object analogy there coming into play. I'll say this too, to your point, Jeff, I've heard a lot of the arguments for the Atlanta side this week been having been two bad teams. Just grab the points. It's been a very simple argument and analogy, but I've heard a number of guys I really respect come on this network and say that. And I completely disagree with that logic. If anything, to me, if you're looking at two bad teams, Jeff, what's the, what's the first thing you're looking at? It's going to be the rest edge, if any, which the Giants have three extra days off of the Thursday night game from week two and a home field advantage where we've already seen Atlanta once and a road scenario completely crumble in the fourth quarter of a close game, albeit against a much better team in Tampa Bay. So to me, and again, we, we came in expecting big things out of uh, Arthur Smith as a coach, especially with when it came to developing so and improving on Matt Ryan's uh, numbers from a season ago. 5.6 yards per attempt this year. That's bottom five in the NFL for Ryan. 31st in depth of target. He was seventh at the NFL last year. There should not be a drop-off like this when you bring in one of the great, perceived great young offensive minds in the NFL. But that is what's happened so far. I don't disaster. want to write them off, Jeff, but that, those numbers are really alarming to me. been a disaster. There's no other way to slice it. Just it's been a mess so far for Arthur Smith in Atlanta. The Falcons, they're a mess. Yeah, Jeff, clearly laying that out. So we will see. we got a few more games to preview, though. We'll get to those on the other side. I am not going to be betting this game. I hope I'm not. If you do, I got you. That's all I could say. Uh, final previews coming up next. We'll get into our plays and survivor strategy right after this here on Beast Investor. This is Beth Center on VSN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, be sure to visit vcin.com to check the current betting splits data. This new feature gives you insights on where the money and bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public is betting based on the number of tickets and where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line, over under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits are another way vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year round. Check out today's betting splits for every game at vcin.com. As we're back, final two segments of vcin Bet Center on a Saturday night, continuing our NFL Week 3 previews with Jeff Parles. I'm Ben Wilson. A few games left to get to. Our final segment, Jeff, will give out our best splits. We'll get into some survivor strategy. There's a game involving your team that I am purposely saving for the last segment as a result of said survivor strategy. I hope I'm personal against your New York Jets, but you probably deserve to be on a lot of survivor cards. That's all I'll say. Uh, for this week. Well, let's get through uh, a couple other ones. Here is one that uh, I do have is my, we've talked about all these contest plays. Uh, one that I do like this week, Washington in Buffalo, where we have seen the, at least in the contest, a lot of seven and a halfs available. If you want to take the Washington football team off of that crazy Thursday night win uh, against the New York giants from week two, but most of the, the books, Jeff have gone down to seven. Some of them with juice to the favorite here as a lot of bettors have wanted to grab that seven after uh, the seven and a half after the struggles we've seen out of Josh Allen at quarterback for the Bills through the first two weeks uh, so far, been one of the higher had one of the higher rates of uncatchable balls through two weeks, which you would not expect from a guy that was an MVP favorite coming into this year. And a guy who in the in the PFF uh, passing grades has been a bottom ten quarterback through two weeks. It's been kind of stunning uh, to see. Although the game script was really odd last week, where his team got up big early just in a position to kind of run out the clock and, and, and contain things in that uh, position a week ago. You, you came out and you had your, your, your hot take of all hot takes last week, Jeff. You said Josh Allen in front of the fans couldn't perform. Now, it's not like he exactly flipped yeah, that narrative last week, but the Bills did win 35 nothing on the road in front of the fans in Miami. Are you still on the side of thinking this is not the, not the player you want to back? In a, in a spot like this where you're laying seven great – Potential teaser spot, uh, potential survivor spot as well. Yeah, I I don't think it's a potential survivor spot because next week they play Houston at home and you're going to want to save Buffalo. I did not realize that. You're, you're I already know save, who I'm playing next week. You're going to want to save that. Here's the deal with this one. This total's too low. Total's way too low. At 45 and a half. Should be 48 and a half. And you look at the way these this, this is priced. This is priced like we have two very good defenses. We do not have two very good defenses. We have a Buffalo defense that has looked pretty good so far against two. Look, Pittsburgh's offense is a shell of itself at this point. And Miami had an injury to their starting quarterback mid-game and kept turning them all over in the red zone. And Washington, it's pretty clear with Washington at this point. 
if that defensive line doesn't get home, they're not stopping anyone. Trouble. Because that secondary is bad. And Buffalo's offensive line is good enough to slow down that pass rush. And I expect Buffalo to score a whole bunch of points in this game. And with Heineke in there for Washington, that offense, not a pushover. Not a pushover anymore. The Giants' defense is not a bad defense. And Washington basically did whatever they wanted against them. This is this feels like a game where both teams are going to be in the mid-20s at least. I think this is an easy over game at 45 and a half. Could you get 24-21 and lose by the hook? Yeah, sure, it's possible. But I expect points in this game, so I like this over. Sidewise, I mean, I liked it a lot more when Washington was getting nine. <laughs> um, at seven, it, that gets, is a, fair, it yes. gets a little tougher to bet at seven. I Look, I Buffalo's been very unimpressive through two weeks. And that offense, last week's final score in Miami, that was not indicative of what that game was. That was really probably a 10-point game where Miami, mm-hmm. Buffalo converted on Miami's turnovers, and Miami just couldn't get out of their own way in the red zone. So I like this game over, and I would lean even at the 7 to Washington. I expect this to be a, a tighter game, at least for a while. I'm not sure if Washington gets home on that 7, though, at the end. So I like the total a lot more than the side here. I'd like it for the contest at 7.5, to your point. 7.5 is probably the last final final buy point I would have been on for Washington. So maybe like if you get some late public action wanting to play the favorite tomorrow, maybe you'll get that opportunity again. But you mentioned, too, the offense for Washington and how we don't give Taylor Heineke enough credit. Not just Heineke, but the rushing game overall has been really solid. I think a lot better than people realize. Best offense or best rushing offense in the NFL through two weeks on early downs with their efficiency second overall of any NFL offense. And this is not just first half. It's it's full game on early downs. They've been exceptional at creating third and shorts or just avoiding third downs altogether. Big reason why they've been able to put some drives up on uh, on Taylor for Taylor Heineke to this point uh, so far. Pretty clean injury reports for both teams as well. This is probably the cleanest injury report game we have of the week three slate. So I look, I'm, uh, I'm with you, Jeff. I think this is going to be a, a tight game. I think Buffalo, like it's going to be a process for Buffalo. And it's something we, we've talked about in a lot of these trying to avoid overreactions, especially in the first couple of weeks. But for teams who have problems, and Buffalo certainly has not looked like itself these first two weeks, I don't really think you suddenly flip a switch. Maybe it'll look that way next week when you get Buffalo and Davis Mills at home after what we just saw on Thursday night. But these are gradual improvements that have to be made. I still really like Sean McDermott as a coach. And I think overall he will get his team in the right frame of mind and right place to still be in a good position to win the AFC East at the end of the day. But should we really expect things to just all of a sudden, Jeff, flip on a dime here after, as we've just, you know, kind of covered ad nauseum, the struggles of the first two weeks from the from the passing game? I Look, would, would it shock me if Buffalo finally wakes up and scores and wins this game 31-17? It wouldn't shock me either here, Ben. So, yeah. I, look. I, 22nd I, in, in the rushing department I, as well for well, Buffalo. So we, that, that's we, something they've really needed to we, improve, and they haven't done it. We knew Buffalo's run game was going to be mediocre coming into the year. We knew that. They just, they, they have not invested in that. Uh, I know they made they had a draft pick on Zach Moss two mm-hmm. years ago. I know they've had sing, they used a relatively high pick on Singletary, but neither of those guys are really number one backs in this league. Mm-hmm. So I, I'm not surprised Buffalo's run game has not come to fruition. That's not a shock to me. Not like you, yeah. Again, you would have hoped maybe from the the side of Brian Dable as a play caller, you'd try to get put them in more positions to have success on the ground, but has not happened to this point. Uh, let's get in one more game before we hit a break. This will be the final uh, late game. We'll talk about it. I've saved one for the survivor portion. You can probably figure that out at uh, this point. But Seahawks, Vikings, uh, Jeff, we're seeing some books now going up to Seahawks minus two, including behind us here at Circa. One and a half's rest of the market, where the big question is going to be, and I would argue you probably can't really play this game until you know for sure the status of Dalvin Cook, at least if you want to back the Vikings here. Cook, full questionable coming in, did not practice all week. Some thoughts that that was just maintenance-based. He's had 50 touches the first two weeks. Uh, his backups, Jeff, Alexander Madison and Amir Abdul, a combined nine. So this is a team that is really relying on Dalvin Cook and a, a Vikings team that you could argue should be 2-0. and Instead, they're 0-2. Do you buy into the, 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 the idea that this is a completely uh, 0-2 situation, coming home for your, your home opener in Week 3, throw the kitchen sink game, and there is value on, on the home side? Are you still a little bit worried about the Dalvin Cook uh, injury hang-up here? If Cook doesn't play, it's a complete stay-off. If Cook does play, Minnesota, I like, especially if you're going to give me 
give me points at, uh, at home against Seattle. Look, I think the one thing, too, uh, looking at this from a Seattle perspective first, that loss last week was horrific, the way it happened. A horrific loss for Seattle to have lost that game in that fashion. Up two touchdowns with Tennessee basically basically doing able being able to do nothing. And then they let Derrick Henry run, run wild on them. And it really, look, we've seen that act from Seattle in the past, and usually they get away with it and Ross bails them out, and he didn't bail them out in this game. For Minnesota, that should have been a win last week. Joseph needs to make that kick, 34-yard kick. You're an NFL kicker. You make that kick, or excuse me, 37-yard kick. But for Minnesota to start the season 0-3 like they did last year would be a little bit jarring. There's still too much talent on that offense for this team to look like they have uh, throughout these first two weeks, especially early in that Cincinnati game. Obviously, they got their act together against Arizona, and it was not the defense's fault, or excuse me, not the offense's fault that they lost that game. That was on the defense not being able to slow Arizona down enough. And same deal with the Cincinnati game in the end as well. Mm-hmm. But I like I like Minnesota. I also like the total over in this game. I know it's a big total, but neither of these defenses are any good. Seattle's defense still stinks. I, I think that was shown again last week. And Minnesota, we talked about it all. We talked about it all offseason. Minnesota's defense made they made additions to that defense, but there were no like okay, Alvin Tomlinson makes them a little better. Patrick Peterson's probably not any good anymore. Why? What are we talking about? This and they're covered. Their DBs yeah. were what, 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 horrific. Yeah, Thirty what, seconds. What are we talking about? That this defense got better in the offseason. It didn't. And Mike Zimmer, in all honesty, look, Mike Zimmer was a good coach for a while there. That ship is sailed. Me- mediocre. Yeah. That ship is uh, last in the in the PFF cornerback coverage grade so far. Not I will good. say, look, Daniel Hunter, who was the COVID opt out last year, seven pressures last week Things and up. was in like 2019 second in the NFL in pressures. However, the one thing you worried about on the Minnesota side, you go up against Dwayne Brown, the left tackle, who's having the best season of his career. One of the PFF rating him the best left tackle in football through two weeks. And this is I will be teasing Minnesota if I'm waiting for the uh, once we get the actives report. If Cook is in, I will be teasing Minnesota probably with the Rams since at that point the early games will have already kicked off. I, I, I think this is a game Minnesota has to just has to have or else they are uh, there. And again, in an NFC North that's pretty weak, I still would think their prospects are pretty much uh, donezo, even if you're 0-3 and you might only be a game out of uh, first yeah. place if, if the Packers end up losing. That's our thoughts on Seattle, Minnesota. We will give you our best bets for the week. Get to our Monday night previews and talk survivor strategy in our final segment. That's coming up next right here on Decent Bet Center. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. This 
This is Bet Center on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Make this football season your best sports betting season ever. Start your VSIN free trial today to get full access to our sports betting experts, including 24 7 video streaming. Daily best bet emails, betting splits with the money and ticket percentages on every game, plus full access to VEASAN.com data and analysis. You get everything VEASAN has to offer for only $22 per month. Sign up now at VEASAN.com. Slash subscribe. All of a sudden, we've made it. It's our final segment. Where'd, where'd the time go, Jeff Carl? I have nothing that's, that's, to say. I mean, that's the shrug just, of a man who is about to lose and just lost the total no, in South Florida the, BYU. At least I didn't double up on South Florida's team total <laughs> under where South Florida scored two touchdowns and two drives in the second half. 35-20 BYU in a late third quarter. Already has gone over the 54-and-a-half total. So, uh, what are you going to do? What are you, what are you Oregon, do? Oregon State, by the way, uh, looking, looking sharp against USC so far. 21-17, Beavs on the road at the Coliseum, just underway in the third quarter. They were getting 10 or 11 points, depending on where you look. So, uh, still, you'll have some Pac-12 uh, after dark continuing here for the next uh, hour and a half or so. Uh, what we do want to do right now, get to our final uh, plays, best bets for the week, and uh, that involves some survivor strategy. Let's get to the survivor talk right now, Jeff, because it involves your New York Jets in mile high, taking on the Broncos. Broncos laying uh, 10 in most of the contests. I'm still seeing mostly 10s in the market. One 10.5 with juice to the underdog behind us at Circa. And there is a look at uh, the overwhelming amount of selections to the Denver Broncos this week. Jeff, I would argue part of the, the rationale here is the case of, all right, when else are you going to use Denver in, in a survivor strategy like this? So I am on Denver and Survivor. I like them this week, although I'm not really convinced on them covering. I think that line is probably too high. You've watched the Jets very closely, as as you being the diehard uh, Jets fan, Jeff. You feel the same way on the, on the, on that spread being high, despite we saw obviously saw the four interceptions thrown by Zach Wilson. How much confidence do you have in the Jets at least keeping this tight to the number, even if there's really no chance? I don't think at least of them actually going into Denver and winning the game. I'm very concerned about the Jets' ability to block anyone. I'm especially concerned about their ability to to block <laughs> Denver. Like a problem. Uh, look, look, I will say this. Uh, Bradley Chubb, obviously, is going to miss an extended period of time being on IR. Ten and a half is too much. I would have expected that it probably should be eight. Probably nine. Nine, Nine fine. I mean, look, uh, even at even ten, I mean, it's going to close ten in most spots just seeing where it's going. Mm -hmm. Uh, Look, Zach Wilson was horrible last week. There's no other way to to uh, to put it. He went he went he he went a full uh, Mark Sanchez, and you never want to go a full Mark. Sanchez. You do not want to go. Full uh, you Mark never want to do that. Denver, I think. Look, I think the thing with Denver is is how much do we? How much will the market react next week when they play Baltimore at home? Because Denver's going to win this game. I think they're probably the safest survivor pick on the board for tomorrow. Not think they are. There really is not anyone else tomorrow that 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 pops out at you uh, from a survivor perspective. But, Ben, I just I think this team's getting a little overrated because they beat up on two teams they were favored against on the road. You're, su- you're supposed to win the games that you're favored in, and they did that and covered against the Giants, and they covered against Jacksonville last week. And it's possible that their first three opponents are three of the five worst teams in the NFL when this is all said and done this year. Ben. So uh, the line is probably too much. I'm not going to bet it. The total's probably about right as well. It's the lowest total on the board. Uh, if anything, I would play it under because I'm just not certain how the Jets can score more than maybe 17 points in any of these games moving forward. Look, team that was offensive line-wise, you mentioned lack of ability to block. 31st in pressure rate allowed by the O-line they've so been, far. They've been, they've been horrible so Denver's far. defense, despite not having Bradley Chubb at, at the linebacker spot, uh, they have had a really good replacement so far in Malik Reed, who he, he was the team's best pass rusher last year, filling in for Von Miller. Had eight sacks a year ago. So sometimes we get into this, like, oh, so player X is out, so automatically downgrade a defense. Well, sometimes you have to figure out, well, who is player Y filling in? And I think in this case for Denver, maybe not exactly an even replacement, but I still think as good of a replacement as you can find in, uh, in Malik Reed. And, and Von Miller has been very solid uh, t- to this point, a uh, pass rush grade that's top 10 in the NFL through his two weeks. So that spells trouble, I think, Jeff, for this, uh, this Jets O-line. I, I would also lean, though, taking the points with the Jets, even though that is as, uh, as hold your nose of, a, of an underdog play as there is uh, in, in a spot like that. So that's my survivor play. 
Jeff, I'll let you bring up your survivor play as well as the rest of your bets for this week. Because well, I know, I know I, you're, you're going to go, I, you're going to go I, off I, the grain here. I, look, I, it, it's, it's, it, you shouldn't let fandom get in the way of your, the prism of your plays. I, I just, if, if the Jets find a way to win at Denver and I have Denver in Eliminator, <laughs> I'm not going to be happy with myself. Uh, I went. <laughs> what? It's a perfect emotional hedge. Jeff. I no. I, no, thank you. No, thank you. Um, I, I, I was between the two AFC North teams, Cleveland, and actually Pittsburgh was the other one I was between. Uh, Baltimore was considered as well. So really the whole AFC North Baltimore, third highest selection in Circa. Yeah, uh, not surprising. Survivor, Browns, fourth highest. Yeah, so I, look, I went off the board. I took Pittsburgh. Uh, and I love at, it. Only 12 selections and this week. I would have been one of the 12. And look, if it goes down, it goes down. I just don't understand how we've watched Cincinnati these first two weeks and think Cincinnati's going to be capable of winning a road game, no matter how bad the Steelers look. So uh, that's uh, that, that's the rationale. And if you're in a, in a survivor pool and haven't made your pick, don't follow me. Take 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 Denver. Just take Denver. It's the easiest play this <laughs> He's week. Literally going against his own advice. Yeah. Okay. Uh, Twelve hours before uh, kick games kick off. <laughs> how many people but, took Dallas, by the way, this uh, week? Because that's another one that's a little bit interesting to me. Cowboys were selected by one, really? one, one entry. Wow. One I, entry. And le- you know what? That's a good segue because we're wow. going to we go through our top plays here. So uh, Jeff, and to recap your contest, uh, you and the West man, your contest, uh, or I guess you could, you can just go into your personal contest. Well, uh, look, our, our, the, the one, the, the one behind us, yeah, yeah. You, you, it's already, it's already public anyway. Okay. So what's we, your team name? Uh, that I am not willing to give you, but <laughs> you, but, but based off of, based <laughs> off of what the picks are, you should be able to figure it out. We took Detroit, getting eight. We took late, late seven with Cleveland. We laid with Pittsburgh. We took with Miami, and we took with the Rams. Seven and three through two weeks. Seven and three. You've reached weeks. secretive territory, trying to be secretive out here. Not I like to get the one person away. who took the Jets and Survivor. That's though. A, I'm all in on that. Hell of a there you strategy. go. Bold there you strategy. Go. Two with the Bengals too. Oh man, That's, no Packers uh, on that board, Ben. No Packers, uh, and for good reason. And no Eagles. Uh, as I am well. going. At, and so far for me, seven and three in our, our hyper-exclusive VEASAN <laughs> Super Contest. VEASAN's, I guess it's Circa Millions of Lines we use for this. Uh, give me the Chargers plus six and a half. I am uh, grabbing Washington plus seven and a half as well. Rams plus one and a half. Steelers, my only favorite on the board, minus three. And my final pick, Jeff, Monday Night Football. Give me the Eagles. Plus, it's three and a half in millions. Uh, plus, uh, plus four at the Westgate. Probably, this is probably going to close, Jeff, wouldn't you have to say, uh, probably three and a half. It's, that's what we're down to across the board. I think I think Philadelphia showed a lot to me in that loss last week, Jeff. And what, what did we say last week? We said we felt like against good defenses, this Philadelphia offense and quarterback Jalen Hurts would get exposed. For as much as they struggled in, in those red zone scenarios, Jeff, I thought they actually held up pretty well. And Jalen Hurts, talk about a great game for experience for him. You think about Hurts now through two weeks and having to face one of the best defenses in the league in, in week two, second in PFF quarterback grade, 71% accuracy rate. He was 50% last year, 1.4% turnover worthy play rate, which was almost 5% last year. Clearly something is working with Nick Sirianni there as the head coach. I like his aggressive strategy. That team just seems to be more cohesive than you would have probably expected under a rookie head coach. Uh, They don't have many injury issues this week. Jordan Mailata, the one injury on the offensive line, uh, but I, I still like the spot for them going into Dallas. I think Dallas coming in a little bit over overvalued by the market based on uh, that win. And if uh, like if somebody who had Dallas in the contest last week and survived, I will happily go against Mike McCarthy in a late game situation. So I could see Dallas winning this game by three, Jeff. But I really like Philadelphia. I think they win the game outright. Dallas wins and covers all numbers to me. So I'm oppo okay. of you there. Good I that just, we finally have something. Oppo. I'm not buying Philly. I, well, that's I, okay. what you have them under six and a half. Yeah, this I, season. look, look, I. I I don't know if that bet's going to succeed, but I, they could go. They could go seven and ten in the NFC East and still not be a good team. That's so, fair. Look, I mean, also, too, should point out Keanu Neal, who by far has led the defense over 100 snaps through two weeks. Yeah, he's, he's, out. he's out with uh, he three. Positive three COVID. other defensive linemen are are, are out. So Leighton Vander Esch will get more snaps this week. I just, Jeff, I don't think the Dallas defense is very good. They're banged up to begin with. Interesting spot for them after that crazy game uh, in in LA last week. Uh, the only thing I would worry about is just Hurts performing in a primetime spot, but I'm I'm really not. I, I I really think Dallas is going to be able to do whatever they want offensively. And that offense wasn't on the field at all in the second half last week. So that's why those numbers looked a little bit worse than they really were. Right. 
they do basically whatever they wanted in the first half when they were on the field. The Chargers just possessed the ball for a long time. Now, if the Eagles are able to do that and keep that offense off the field, yeah, the Eagles are going to have a shot here. But I, I just like the Cowboys' offense. I think they're going to be able to do whatever they want in Philadelphia's defense that looked really good through two weeks is going to take a step back. And it's more so that they took advantage of a San Francisco offense that is missing all their running backs and the Falcons, who were just That's an fair. abject mess. They, 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 abject mess is correct. That'll do it for us, though. I'm glad that we finished going off, though. Would have, it would have, we, we would not want to be locked. Bill, on Bill, Bill's Washington over 45 and a half is my best play of the week. Boom. So there you go. Heard it right there. All right. Good way to end. For Jeff, I'm Ben. And for the rest of our team, Jason Conner, producer behind the glass, saying so long. It's the Greg Peterson experience that starts next right here on v the Sports Betting Network. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment. It's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Getting ready to take on spring? Make your first move with the reliable performance and power of steel battery tools. From hedge trimmers and mowers to string trimmers and more, right now you can save $50 on select battery tool sets. Real steel. Offer valid on select AK system sets through June 16, 2024. See participating retailer for details.